Welcome back to Corruption of Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. Well, I came across a video of a woman who did everything she was supposed to do. She court told her to take all these classes. She took all the classes. She went to all the meetings. She did her drug and alcohol classes. She checked in. She did everything she was supposed to do. She recorded today that they're terminating her parental rights. She has to go to court. This is CPS. But then again, my listeners, you probably already know that. Now, it reminds me of going back to the McMartin preschool trial. If you remember that, they accused people. John Stoll, they accused him. I've heard cases after cases after cases. Parents just jumping through every hoop, doing everything that CPS told them to do, only to come find out later. Oh, we're sorry. We're terminating your parental rights. Well, if you've been listening to this program from the beginning, you know that they already have a family waiting for that child. That that CPS director, the social worker, they're not looking at the best interests of the child. Their mouths are salivating. They're watering. They're going, we're going to get a big bonus out of this one. Will it be $250,000? Will it be $500,000? Or will it be the granddaddy of $1 million to adopt that child out? What is the reason why every day we hear about this? Every day you look online and another parent is losing their child after jumping through every hoop that the system, that the state says you have to do. You abide by the rules. You have a lawyer that says, just go along with it. Don't worry. Everything will work out in the end. For those of you, and I notice a lot of you listened to my episode of How to Sue CPS. Now, I want to go more into detail on that. Now, number one, yes, I did go a little hard on the whole law of 1601 and 1834. But today I want to go into more detail when a CPS investigation starts and why every document means something. Keep it. They give you something. Read it from cover to cover. Keep it. Be a pack rat. Whatever they give you could be something to use against CPS. Any lawyer is going to tell you that. Talk to a lawyer first. Make sure that you got your butt covered. Now, 
when the initial investigation starts, yes, video re- video recorded them. If they say, oh, uh, the law says that uh, you can't have them state, article, and section. Also, go to the state website. Read exactly what the investigation will entail. Find out what CPS can and cannot do. Find out the things that they are required to do. Find out the things where it says may do. And ask that it, if it's something like a medical examination, have it done at a third-party site. Yes, I said it. A third party. Someplace that you do, they do not know you and they do not know any members of the state where you're at. That this is someplace that you go in. And if they say, well, why don't you go over to, I'll use our hospital. Why don't you go to Memorial Hospital of South Bend? Well, why not go to St. Joseph, Joe hospital that's in Mishawaka. That's just a town next door. Also, if you have a pediatrician for your child, get that person involved. Now, yes, the person works with the state, but also will work with you since the doctor, chances are, has seen your child since day one. Get those medical reports. Now, you probably have to do a HIPAA release because the laws now are you're not entitled to even look at your own child's medical reports. Yes, there is an actual law that states that you're not allowed to look at your own child's medical records, which means you have to do a HIPAA release, which also means then you might have to go inside the courts. Maybe the judge says, well, we don't need that. Remember, with the uh, John Stoll case, they said, oh, yeah, 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 don't need that, um, be too traumatizing on the child, and yet you're being accused of doing something you didn't do. If you're being accused of abuse, if you make an appointment with a doctor, go to the do- appointment anyhow. If you say, well, look, the child's okay now. Just have the child looked at anyhow. Something as small and insignificant as the sniffles. Bring the child in anyhow. It could just be the doctor's going to say the child has sniffles. But have everything documented. As they say, documentation, documentation, documentation. Document you know, if it's something as simple as the child's running around, document that. Make sure that if you're in a department store like JCPenney, Sears, Kmart, Walmart, wherever it is, be observant of what's around you. Be observant of what's above you. The cameras. That will also save you. Now... Remember the letter. Now, I bring up this letter from the McMartin Daycare. But I would like to repeat it again. That way, 
if this happens, if you come across something like this, this is why the McMartins held everything. Now, remember, this was dated September 8th, 1983 from the police department. It said, Dear Parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Bucky, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7, 1983 by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused. This inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a a victim. If you remember, they're basically telling you, hey, did little Tommy and little Susie be molested or did they see a child being molested? I mean, it's your child. But document everything. Make sure that you know what's going on in your child or children's school. Make sure that the child understands that they don't have to answer any questions without you present. If you can put a listening device on your child, something like a little button or something, do it. That way you can record everything that is said to your child. And whether or not you can use that, that's a different story. Find ways in which to document every little detail. Don't leave anything out. Because CPS, they're going to twist and manipulate the system so it benefits them and not you. When we come back, I will go more into this. The things that you should really be looking for, look at, and more importantly, listening to what the CPS social worker says. We'll be right back. And we are back. Like I said before the break, every little thing counts. Them giving you their card how they present themselves if they arrive with law enforcement how law enforcement is positioned look where the law enforcement's hands are if law enforcement's hands if one is on their firearm see if it's strapped or if it's unstrapped meaning fastened or unfastened Make sure if it's one officer or two, get all names. That's very important. Get all names of everyone involved. If 
they want to speak to your child. If you feel you can speak to CPS, watch everything you say. Anything could be used against you. Anything. Something as simple as, well, little Susie was running and she tripped. That could be construed as they could rewrite their report saying, well, the mother indicated that she pushed the child down. And that's not what happened. If you can, within reason, have video surveillance on the outside as well as on the inside of your home, if you can afford it, if you cannot, at least use your cell phone. If you've got used cell phones around that still can record, use them. Make sure that if family members know there's an investigation, have them videotape what's going on. Anything that can be used in your favor, do it. Talk to your lawyer on a continuous basis. Do not give up. Do not say anything without your lawyer present. If you get phone calls, if you can get something record phone calls on your cell phone and it's on the internet, by all means, do so. Have it whereby as soon as you pick up, it starts recording. No matter what, and state that you are recording the conversation. They may not like it. In fact, they'll say, well, I'll call back later. Just emphasize that every time they call, you will be recording what they're saying. There's nothing against it as long as you are stating you are recording your conversations. That is to protect you and also protect the agent. Because it may be something as simple as you taking drug classes or you taking a parenting class. You're doing it also for clarification so that way there's no misunderstanding. That way the CPS social worker can't then say, no, I didn't say that. This is what I said. And without that documentation, it's your word versus CPS's word. So remember that. If your child is acting strange and let's say the child came home from school, see if you can find out what's wrong. If the child is just tired, that's one thing. If the child is acting out, what is the reason? I mean, if you take, you can take your child to a psychiatrist or child psychologist. But remember, anything they say, if they suspect abuse, they can then contact CPS. Document everything. I keep on saying that. Anything what they eat. What they are wearing. 
document every day that they go off to school or daycare. If they have a rash going on, document that. Make sure you, if the child develops a rash, take the child to the pediatrician. Now, I know you're going to say this is overkill, but these are your children. Beat CPS at their own game. Like I said in the previous segment, look up your state's Child Protective Services website. Look at everything. Look at what involved in a CPS investigation. And if they're saying that abuse is happening, insist that the child be taken for an examination. But you choose where to have the child examined. CPS will fight you on this. They'll say, no, we don't need a med- either they don't need a medical examination or we prefer the child to be seen here. Now, if they know your child's pediatrician and let's say that they want to go to using S- S- Indiana, South Bend and Mishwaka's hospitals, that your doctor can't be in, in, let's say, Memorial Hospital, but they can be in St. Joseph Hospital because of whatever reason that they are not licensed to be at Memorial Hospital, but they can be at St. Joseph's Hospital. Find out the law, see if what can be done that your pediatrician can be there as an observer and also see if your pediatrician will testify on your behalf and if they say you you don't need your pediatrician's testimony make sure that you get a deposition from them also make sure that they can be subpoenaed to testify in court. Like I said, even if it's something small or insignificant, that something small or insignificant may be the difference between CPS taking your children and CPS getting pissed off at the judge and storming out of the courtroom because a judge ruled in your favor. I actually know someone who that happened to. When you take classes, make sure you document everything. If you can, record what's going on in the class. But also make sure that everyone in the class knows you're recording. If everyone in the class is recording and the instructor does not want that, well, then find out if you can record in the class check the curriculum make sure of everything check everything make sure that what you're doing is legal that you will not get in any trouble that doesn't mean that CPS will try to twist the law around because they will They will do everything they can to make it to where the 
you're violating the law even though it is legal to do so. Meetings, make sure you record them. If it's at like a Casey Center or at some third party, make sure you are allowed to record. Or at least document, you know, we came here. You you may be able to drive right up and show this is where we're going. And then when you get done, at least keep a notebook where you're writing things down. Write down what the observer is writing down. Ask the observer if they can tell you what they're writing about. Anything that can help. And make sure you have plenty of copies. Well, this is getting interesting, isn't it, boys and girls? When we come back, how you can tie everything in and do a little your own legal research. That should help you as far as keeping your children. Knowing the law and knowing how to do research. We'll be back. We are back. Okay. Now, if it looks like you're preparing to go to war, it is because that's what it is. It's a war. It's a war against CPS. It's a war for your family. Now I'm talking fathers, mothers, together for their children. I'm talking that if they they tell the father he has to take anger management, by all means, even if not, wouldn't hurt to take an anger management class to show the state that you'd taken proactive steps. If they're telling the mother to take anger management, have the father come join her. If it's about a budgeting class, both the father and the mother be together. Learn about this. If there's something like how to make a budget, both the father and the mother be in, involved in it. If the father has difficulty keeping a job, then by all means, maybe he needs some help. Maybe he needs some therapy. Maybe there's something deep-rooted. Do everything you can so that their numbers go down, the amount of children that they're retaining. Do everything you can. I mean, when it comes to cleaning house, a place for everything and everything in this place. And do that not just when CPS is going to be showing up, which they may come in unannounced. If you find like a piece of paper on the floor, pick it up. If you have like one or two dishes in the sink, wash them. I know this is sounding like I'm getting down on you. 
But the truth of the matter is, they will use anything like that. Your cupboards, you know, you know what you have to eat. Organize it. Organize it the way you want it. Make it look nice and tidy. If you have things on your refrigerator, put them in a neat and orderly fashion. But really, and I'm going to say this right now, and Ms. Stigden, I know you're probably listening to this, but really pisses CPS off is when they can't get you on anything. When you document everything, when you audio and video, video record everything that you can then play back in court, play back to the judge, play back to maybe social media. Maybe put it out there on YouTube. Show exactly what you're doing. Maybe you should start a web page and that you're showing what you do every second of the day. You're documenting it. You're showing not just CPS, but society that you, number one, you're not neglectful, you're not abusive, that you're taking excellent care of your child, that you show a notebook. Notebook after notebook after notebook after notebook of nothing but notes of what you've said, what CPS has said, that matches up with your tape recorders and with your video. So what I'm getting at, if you haven't figured out, is every second of the day document. Because when a judge sees that, when a judge sees you've gone to every class, that they have it on record. Oh, yeah, the person was every single class, participated always, very enthusiastic, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to have any problems when CPS comes out and says, well, uh, Miss, Mrs. Such and Such just got a new caseworker and the new caseworker hasn't gone over everything we don't feel it's in the child's best interest at this time to return the child when you got a mountain of evidence that judge chances are is going to say number one shut up number two I want that child back with his or her parents if you show that as a couple you're doing everything you have to, that together you're better than you're apart, that the child is doing better as you as a couple, that you show through audio, video, written, you name it, you got witnesses that said, yeah, John and Jane, wow, they're the perfect couple. You got complete strangers. You've got law enforcement seeing, hey, yeah, I saw them. Yeah, they were laughing everything. He's a good father. He loves his wife, loves his kids. Kids get out of line. He does not abuse them. I've never seen him raise his hands to the children. He disciplines them in a way that they listen. In other words... Make it look, give every indication 
that you are not what CPS wants you to appear, and that is a couple of drug addict, abusive parents that you abuse each other. I mean, yeah, are there people that get off on getting spanked and everything? Sure, but that's with one adult with another adult. If you can find a way in which to discipline your child without raising your hand, by all means, find it. Be proactive. But what I'm getting at is this. I'm not ta- talking about being Ward and Jude, June Cleaver of Leave it to Beaver. But what I am saying is learn everything you can about being a parent. Take the steps necessary. Learn that the system is not your friend. CPS is not your friend. And the courts will listen to CPS more than they'll listen to you. Learn how to speak to CPS. Learn how to speak to the judge. Learn words. If CPS said we need to see the child, say, okay, what do you need to see the child about? If they keep on saying, well, we just got to make sure that we're doing a uh, welfare safety check, making sure the child's okay. It's like, okay, what are you looking for? They say, well, let me just come in first. First, I'm not letting you in. Second, I've already contacted my lawyer. My lawyer is on his way. And third, you have not clarified as to the reason why you have to see my child. Now, remember, they don't. You don't have to let them into your home. I would not recommend you let them into your home. If they go to your child's school, you're sitting at home and all of a sudden you get a call. Notice on the caller ID, it's your child's school. You answer, but it's not that. It's CPS agent John Smith. We had reports that your child's being abused. We're going to interview your child. Now, in that situation, do you ask, well, do you need me to come down there? Odds are CPS is saying, no, don't worry about it. Uh, We got the teachers here. Strong advice. Don't tell CPS you're coming. Just go find a way in which to talk to the teachers, talk to the principal, talk to your child. If CPS says you can't, as first thing out of your mouth should be, do you have a court order? What authorization do you have? If you sign something that the school would be your their representative, you should still be present. Well, when we come back, 
have some final words on this. I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but I think it's important to repeat this. Because preparation, like anything else, is key. We will be back. We are back. Now, like I said in the last segment, you're at war. Like any soldier, you have to know your enemy. More importantly, you have to know how to fight. You have to have the weapons to use against your enemy. I'm not just talking stopping them. I'm not talking destroying them. I am talking obliterating them to where they will never, ever bother you again. That every time they hear your name, they're going to remember, oh shit, this is a person that knows every step I'm going to make. Now, if you know anyone who has gone through this and you have not gone through it, talk to this person. Get your research done. Check. See what other people have done. And follow their lead. Especially the ones that have been successful. And even the ones that have not been successful. Find out what they did. But also. Once again, getting back on the documentation. Don't give up on that. Keep documentary if if there's a vehicle that passes by your house the same time every single day find out if it's just someone who every day they come home from work or they go to work at that time if you know your neighbors and this is a new vehicle document everything see if you can get the license plate if two days goes by and that same vehicle goes by on the third day and that same vehicle goes by, contact law enforcement. Find out if law enforcement can, if they have a patrol car in the area at that same time the next day, by all means. If that vehicle passes by again and law enforcement pulls them over, if that's the way they take to go to work then you know it was an innocent mistake and you notice someone sitting down the road just sitting in their vehicle not doing anything and every day you notice that call the authorities that is considered stalking it is not private investigation also, insist that you know who the person is who made the report. According to the Constitution, you have every right to face your accuser. CPS will say, we have to protect their identity. And it's like, if I was the judge, I'd say, fine, then I have to dismiss this whole thing. I'm not comfortable giving 
taking children simply because you, CPS agent, is saying, oh, well, uh, this is exigent circumstances, this is this, this is that. If you can, there is a YouTube channel that says, do the courts allow CPS to lie? I believe another one is, can CPS lie to the courts? Either way, just Google it, and there are three appellate court judges who a CPS social worker had was on there and saying, well, there's no statute or anything that says, or no president that says, we're basically that CPS is not allowed to lie. These three judges are constantly drilling this CPS social worker. If you have a chance, please watch it. So in conclusion, I'm going to say this. Document everything. Make sure that you make copies of everything, no matter how small or insignificant. If you do get your children taken away, know who it is if you have to meet at a certain place, at a certain time, make sure you know who's bringing your child in there. Photograph it if you have to. If they don't like it, tough. Know everything about your child, who your child's siblings are. If those siblings are asking personal questions. If the foster parents are asking your child personal questions. If the foster parents are forcing your child to call them mom and dad. Let's say you are Muslim and the foster parents are forcing their child to be a Christian. Or if they're Jewish and they're not allowed to eat pork on Fridays, I believe it is. Or let's say the person's a veg the child's a vegetarian. Or let's say the foster parents are vegetarians and they're forcing the child to be a vegetarian. Also, if the foster parents are forcing the child to take a class that they don't want to take. And I'm not talking they don't want to take reading, writing, or arithmetic. I'm talking if they're taking a class that teaches something that they are uncomfortable with. Document it. Find out why the foster parents, without your consent, because you have every right to know what your child is learning in school. You, as long as your parent, parental rights are there, they cannot then say, oh, well, sorry, but uh, we're this is what we're going to teach little Sa Sally or little Tommy or whatever the name is. And, oh, so what if they don't want to eat pork? We eat pork, so he, little, the child's going to eat pork or going to go hungry. You find out everything. You use it against them. And if you have to, go to the media. 
find out all about what it will take. Get interviewed if you can. Find agencies that work with families against CPS. Find lawyers. Constantly be doing your homework. Get with support groups that have gone through this with CPS. Don't ever stop. Learn everything you can. Learn cases that are similar, if not exact, to yours. And above all, never, ever quit. Be persistent. Be a pain in their ass. Make a podcast. Make YouTube videos. Twitters. You name it. Make sure that people know what you're going through. Make sure that it is actually out there. That people can see it. Make CPS nervous. Get them scared. Let the society see how they really are. Is it going to be scary? Yes. Are they going to threaten you? Yes. Make sure you get that on tape. Make sure you have witnesses that hears CPS threatening you. Well, I've given you everything I can think of. If there's more, or if someone has more information, use it. Use everything to your advantage. In the end, it's your family, not theirs. The state has no claim to your children. Like I began the first segment of this episode, there's a woman right now went through everything. And she's going to lose her children. How fair is that? I say this, CPS, there's a special place in hell for people who tear up families. Miss Stigton, I know you're listening to this. Why don't you stop being up the governor's ass? Why don't you stop trying to collect every freaking penny you can off of children? Why don't you do the right thing? Why don't you go to the Indiana legislature? When General Assembly is open, tell them children belong with their mother and their father. We need to help the parents. We need to keep the families together. I know this is something original, but why don't you say do away with all bonuses? Then again, ladies and gentlemen, I wonder how well that'll be received if you tell them do away with the bonuses. If you actually put together something that keeps families together. That you get if the families need help, if the parents need help, if the father or the mother need help, if the child is falling behind in school, help the child, but keep that child in the home. If there's signs of abuse, yes, remove the child. 
temporarily until the parents can get their lives back together. And if neither one wants to do it, then yes, find some place for the child to live, but find family. Do not find a stranger. Because strangers, they don't know how you feel about the child crying for mommy and daddy, not understanding why these people just came and took them. Document everything and make sure that your child, get your child a journal and have your child write down if they can write. Get a tape recorder for your child and record everything. I promise you, number one, you'll piss them off. And number two, you'll be closer of saving your family from destruction. Bruce Lee was right. The most dangerous person is the one who listens, thinks, and observes. Be that person. Scare CPS. And keep your family safe. This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services.